Well, good morning, Polaris. How is everybody this morning? Hopefully that's the first sheep video you watched today. Isn't that cool? Was that pretty neat or what? I, I thought that was awesome um, and so spiritually relatable that there's a lot of imitators out there that we can get caught up listening to. But there's only one true shepherd. And I thought it was really cool how the sheep just knew that it was his voice, right? And, and they responded to his voice. They ran to him. And I don't know if you saw at the very end, he, he walked among them and he began to feed them because he was the good shepherd. I want you to keep that imagery with you today as we work on uh, our sermon about the good shepherd. Now, as Marcus mentioned, my name's Adam. Typically, I'm up here singing for you all, uh, but I'm persistent and I talk a lot, so they said you could preach. And Alex took the day off because he's a wise man, I guess. Now, today's a big day for me. I, I really do. I appreciate Alex giving me the opportunity to share his platform. Marcus and Dave for taking the day off and allowing me the opportunity to share what God has shown me through my study this week. If you've been with us for any amount of time this year, you know that we're going through a book called Core 52. And it's been said that if we read through that book in a year, we'll have a pretty good grasp of the major themes of the Bible. And today, I'm happy to share with you one of the themes, which is the Good Shepherd. I couldn't really believe that that kind of made the list, right? The Shepherd. And I was struggling, trying to bring it to uh, be relative for us in 2022. Because if we're honest, there's not a whole lot of Shepherds. I looked on Angie's list for a shepherd. Near, there was none. They didn't have any. Are there any shepherds here maybe today? Do you? No, I didn't think so. I thought Brunswick, of all places, might have one. And I could say that because I'm from here. So, so I want to just, I want to kind of set the table. I want us all to be on the same page this morning and understand what it is a shepherd is supposed to do. Okay? So bear with me as I explain to you what a shepherd is. A shepherd is one who protects the defenseless, protects those who are prone to get lost or stray, and protects those who are in need of constant care. It's a biblical leader who understands that the flock cannot be driven like cattle. They must be called. That was something I learned about sheep this week. Personally, they're responsible for each of the sheep in the flock. They guard the sheep, they lead the sheep, they provide food and water, take care of them, and when they're too tired to walk, they carry them. When they're sick, bruised, or cut up, they, they take care of them. When they stray or they wander, they rescue them. They know each of their names. They assist with the births of new baby lambs, and in every way, they love the sheep. Now, obviously there's not many vocational shepherds here, but I want to tell you something today, that you are actually a shepherd to somebody spiritually. And we're going to go through our sermon today, and we're going to talk about why shepherding is used as the biblical model for leadership. But I also want to look at, through the lens of us being sheep in need of a shepherd. So we're going to try to do that today. Now, we have some shepherds, right? Alex would be considered a shepherd. Next time you see him, be like, what's up, Shep? 
You know, let him know that he's a shepherd. Marcus shepherds us as we, as we worship. On Thursday nights, they spend hours here singing and practicing and rehearsing to do our best so that we can please God first and foremost, but that we could shepherd you in worship to, to bring you closer to God. There's a lot of David right now is with the, the young people of our congregation, and he's shepherding them through middle school and through high school. And you, I don't know, maybe you have kids, or maybe you're a boss at work, or maybe you're leading a Bible study. There's somebody that's looking to you for leadership, whether you know it or not. Now, I want you to picture all those things that we talked about a shepherd doing, and then I want you to put it in this setting. Vastly expansive landscape, okay? No fences, no borders. Dangerous and rough terrain. Predators everywhere. Snakes and and, and just evil lurking around every corner. Inclement weather. Sometimes there's storms. Other times there's droughts. Can you picture this as your spiritual life right now? Where there's predators. Sometimes you feel like the prey. Sometimes there's storms we go through. Sometimes there's spiritual drought. Who in the world would want the job of a shepherd? I don't know. It, it seems like a noble job. But it's certainly not glamorous, and that's, that's scriptural. I can prove it to you with scripture here. I just want to take you right quick to Luke chapter 2. Everybody knows this is the Christmas story. Jesus was just born. And then in verse 8 it says, And the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Shepherds got to work on Christmas. Did you see that? No. In all seriousness, the, the occupation of shepherd, it was a despised one in the old days. It was selfless. It was thankless. It was a position with a lot of responsibility and a lot of accountability. And after spending their days among the sheep, I guarantee you none of you are inviting your shepherd friends to happy hour or to your bowling league because they're going to smell bad. They stink like the sheep because they live amongst them. They were constantly moving through other people's fields and lands, and so they got this bad reputation as thieves and robbers. But aside from being physically dirty, these shepherds, they were also ritually dirty. So to the religious people, they were outcasts as well because they would touch the dead lambs, and that was, that was forbidden. They would have bodily fluid on them from delivering the lambs. It was a dirty job. So they just didn't seem to fit in anywhere. So why would anybody want the role of shepherding? Well, I think there are some jobs that we choose, and I think there are other jobs that choose you. Has anybody ever felt like they've had a call over their life? Like, man, I don't know why I love doing this. My wife's a dentist. I can't imagine. Disgusting, man, getting in people's mouths like that. Why would you want to do something like that? It's her calling, man. That's what she's good at. It's what she likes to do. And so I think that some jobs, while we choose some jobs, some jobs choose us. You know, God has this knack all throughout Scripture for taking the things that are despised and lowly and flipping them and exalting them and using them for his kingdom and for his purposes. It's awesome when he does that. And so while literal shepherds were the outcasts of their society, and there are Bible heroes, both then and still today, there are biblical heroes. You know, the people of Israel, they were often the sheep in this metaphor. Okay? They're sheep without a shepherd in most cases, wandering. 
And uh, most of their national history they spent wandering. Okay? Uh, they, they went through the wilderness. I'm reminded of the Exodus, right? That God took them the long way. God ever take you the long way in your life? Have you ever been wandering for a while? You know, they started to do what was right in their own eyes. They started to make images out of gold to worship as gods. They started to, to give themselves kings and build kingdoms, and that was all done to no avail. And eventually God heard the people. He heard their cries, and he had had enough, and so he decided he was going to give them a king. And that king's name was David. And while he didn't look like much on the outside... God knew what he was made of. And I don't know what you're going through today, and I don't know what kind of leader you think you are. And you might not look like much on the outside, but God knows what you're made of today. You see, the Bible tells us that while man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at our heart. Do you have a heart to serve people today? David was this lowly shepherd boy. He was the runt of his own family. Okay, God took him and exalted him to a king of the nation. He was given victory over giants. He was protected when he was oppressed. And he was established by his faithfulness to what God had called him to do, shepherd his people. So let's say you're in the market today for a, for a shepherd. I'm, I told you already, you won't find any online, at least through any of the websites that I was comfortable searching on my own computer. You're not going to find them out there today. So I think we should go to Scripture and I think we should look at what David says is a good shepherd. I want to hear about David because he was one. So I can take his testimony to heart. Let's look at Psalm 23 together, verses 1 through 3. That's our scripture today. And it says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. That's a pretty familiar piece of scripture to many of us. Maybe you learned it as a child going through vacation Bible school or Sunday school. Maybe you've been at a funeral for somebody that you love and the, the reverend shared that as a comforting passage of scripture. It's unclear exactly when David penned this psalm, but most scholars believe that he did it during his time as king, not during his time as a literal shepherd. You know, he was on the run most of his days as king. And what's cool about this passage is I think that he was using his platform to share with his people what to look for in a good shepherd. The first, let's look at this. Let's break it down a little bit. The first, he says this, the Lord is my shepherd. Let's say that together. The Lord is my shepherd. It's personal. It's personal. How many of you believe that God desires a personal relationship with you. He knows each and every one of us by name. He formed us in the womb. He set us aside with purpose. I think David was giving a testimonial to the people who looked to him as their shepherd. Like, who's your shepherd, David? Who do you go to in times of trouble? Who can you count on? How do you manage these tough situations in your life? How do you get through difficulties? The Lord is my shepherd. He's my guy. You know, you're not going to take advice from somebody that hasn't used someone before, right? You're always looking for that referral. I think this is David's referral. The Lord is my shepherd. What's he say next? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Another version says, I lack nothing. 
God never runs out. How awesome is that? There's always supply. What do you need today in this season of your life? Is it grace? If so, his grace is sufficient for you. Is it mercy today? Did you wake up needing mercy because his mercy is fresh every morning? Maybe you're here and you don't know what a shepherd is and you don't know what Jesus is. Maybe you're here and you need salvation. Salvation's available to whosoever would believe. Maybe you've been through a tough time and you need an answer to prayer this morning. Friends, he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you ask or even think. Maybe you felt isolated or lonely and you just need some love this morning. Greater love has no man than this, that a man named Jesus would lay down his life for his friends. When the Lord is your shepherd, you will never lack anything. Because he has all of it. doesn't matter the field that you're wandering in life right now. If the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. Lastly, what does he say here? He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, one of the things I learned about sheep this weekend, this week I should say, is that they don't lay down when they're tired. Now, if that don't make you feel like a sheep right now, then I don't know how else to put it to you because my calendar is, is full. Like every little ounce of space on my calendar, if you pulled up my iPhone, it would look like it had chicken pox. There's a dot for every day, every moment of every day we got something going on, right? How many of you can relate to that? You have a full schedule. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. There's peace when the Lord is your shepherd. There's peace and there's rest. Wandering can be exhausting. It can be exhausting. And we wander for a number of reasons. Most personally in my life, I, I wander mostly because I'm stubborn. Okay, I'm sure none of the guys can relate to not wanting to check the map, not needing to look at the YouTube video. I can fix it. I can do it, right? We wander because we're stubborn. We have an ego. We have pride. We can do it on our own. It's hard to turn back and get help. Maybe some of you have wandered because you were listening to a different shepherd. Maybe you trusted somebody with your, your spiritual growth, and they just they turned you off. They led you astray, and you're still out there in the wilderness wandering trying to figure out how to get back to the fold. God makes David lie down in green pastures. He leads him beside the still waters, and he restores what is diminished. As a good shepherd, as good a shepherd as David was, he was human. And we're all human, right? He had flaws. Unfortunately, humans, we have flaws. And so while David was a good shepherd, and Alex is a good shepherd, and Marcus is a good shepherd, and I'm trying to be a good shepherd, I'm not the good shepherd. It's like you can go to college at a lot of state schools here in Ohio, but there's only one, the Ohio State University, right? Can I get an OH this morning? That's what I'm talking. Amen. Bless him, Lord. Here we go. Let's go, Buckeyes. Now, if you're still having trouble kind of getting to where we're going, I, I want to turn your focus to you're a sheep this morning. You can look at each other and say, you're a sheep. You know, it's not all bad. You're a sheep. I'm a sheep. We're following somebody. We're leading people, sure, but we're following as well. And so I want to look at it, at it through the eyes of a sheep. Isaiah 53, 6 says this, so we're not alone. 
All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Everyone's wandering today. Everyone's wandering. Even David strayed, though. Even this grand king that was a man after God's own heart who was set to lead the people, even he fell short. Right? I mean, he committed adultery with Bathsheba. He, he murdered her husband, Uriah, all to kind of cover up this, this lie. And he was the guy supposed to lead the people. But we don't have to worry today because we have a good shepherd. We have a good shepherd. The Lord has provided us with a good shepherd. And in John chapter 10, Jesus steps out and he makes this announcement like only Jesus can do, ruffling the feathers, turning over the apple cart, but doing it with love, like real Christian-like, right? And he's telling these people that there are some, some bad shepherds out here. There's some false shepherds. There's some people that are not really in it to protect you. You know, they might be reading from Scripture, and they might act like they're godly, but they're really, they're not the good shepherd. They're bad shepherds. And if you're like, how can that be? You're also in good company. And this is what I love about the Bible. It doesn't take away, like, some of the things that help us relate. It says in John 10, 6, this, The figure of speech Jesus used with them, they did not understand what he was saying to them. It's okay if you didn't understand Jesus the first time. He sticks around, and he explains further. It's because we're sheep. Because we're prone to stray, it's because we're easily sidetracked, defenseless against predators. We're hungry, we're weary, we're tired, we're wandering. And here we are trying to avoid these, these false shepherds who are just in it for their own personal gain. Tirelessly oppressed and persecuted by these false imitators. These thieves that were trying to gain personal prestige and wealth were instruments of the enemy, just like they are today. And the enemy, the father of lies, the devil himself, in John 10.10 is described as the thief who comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. It's pretty scary that there are people out there that want to kill, steal, and destroy everything that God has blessed you with, everything that he wants for your life. But you and I are not defenseless sheep because we have the good shepherd. And that's good. In John 10.10, it says this. At the end, it says, I, Jesus, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. He says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Friend, Jesus died on the cross willingly, humbly, so that you and I could be restored to the Father, so that you and I could have a right relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus and the Father God. He laid down his life for us. In verse 14, he says this, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Jesus knows your situation today. He knows who you are. He knows what you've gone through. He knows why you're dealing with the things you're dealing with, and he can provide you peace Amid the storm today. I love this. You know, he, he knew who you were when he walked to the cross. He knew what you would get into, the problems you would face, the difficulties that would arise, and he still took it step by step, carrying that cross, knowing that he was going to die 2,000 years ago with you on your mind, you on his mind. That's amazing to me that he would do that for me 
to have a personal relationship. In verse 16 of John 10, it says this, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. There's plenty of room at Jesus' table today. So maybe you're here and you don't feel like, you know, I, I can't get on board the whole sheep train, Adam. I don't know about the shepherd thing. Listen for the good shepherd's voice today. There's room for you. You know, David spoke to the, to the shepherding role, and he had experience with that. And I'm going to speak to the sheep role for a minute because I have experience as a wandering sheep. You know, today is a big day for me, not just because it's the first time I get to stand here for you guys and preach and uh, do what I feel God's called me to do. But today is the six-year anniversary of my sobriety. Today is July 24th. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I don't say that to brag or to boast in me. I'm, I'm telling you it's because Jesus is my shepherd. You see, I was one of the wandering sheep. And I was helpless and I was hopeless and uh, I had no direction in my life. I was near losing my family. I didn't even realize it. You know, for me, the thief that the enemy used was alcohol. It was alcohol. It tried to steal my family. It tried to kill me physically and spiritually and tried to destroy my life. But Jesus came. Jesus came looking for that lost sheep. You know, the Bible says that a shepherd will leave the 99 in search of the one. Any good shepherd would do that. And like the good shepherd he is, he called me by name. He said, Adam, I see you. I, I know your struggle. I know what you've been through. But I died for you so that you could have purpose and that you could have a personal relationship with God. Let me lead you. And so when I was too weary and I was too ashamed to come back to the fold, like a good shepherd... He carried me. He carried me, folks. He restored my soul. And now I've made him the shepherd of my life. I shall not want. I don't lack anything now. I was in pursuit of a lot of things, but I don't lack anything today because God is my shepherd. There's nothing I lack. His love, his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy, his provision, his protection, and his presence in my life is more than I will ever need. This is real life 2022. This is real sheep work right here, okay? Because of his shepherding, I'm sober. Because of his shepherding, on Monday I celebrated 13 years with my beautiful wife. Because of his shepherding, I have two beautiful, thriving children that don't know their dad as the one that was wandering looking for purpose. They know him as the one who lives his life with abundance through the grace and peace and presence of Jesus Christ in his life. So what's the takeaway for you today? What's the challenge for you today? Here's my challenge. Respond to the voice of the good shepherd. In our video, you saw what the sheep did when the farmer started to call. First they stood up and looked, and then they realized it was him, and then they came running to him. I think sometimes because of all the noise, we forget what God sounds like. And in 1 Kings 19, there's a story of Elijah, a renowned prophet who just finishes bashing 450 false shepherds on Mount Carmel. He finishes calling fire down from heaven to win this spiritual victory. And then in just a couple verses later, we find him isolated. We find him suicidal even. 
wanting to end his life, hiding in a cave. And as the good shepherd does, he provides him with some food and some water. And he says, Eli, come outside. I want to have a chat. And so in 1 Kings 19, verse 11 and 12, it says this. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. I think we're always looking for God to be booming, thunderous, move mountains, shake the earth. But my friend, today the good shepherd, he can whisper to you. Are you listening for his call? Are you listening to what he's telling you? He whispers because he's near. He's near because he's never left you and he's never forsook you. I'm going to invite the band to come and play another song. And, and I want you to use this time to listen and to respond to what the good shepherd is calling you to. He knows you by name. He's here looking for you today. You may not have come looking for him, but he's here looking for you today. He wants to bring you into the flock. He wants to provide for you, protect you, and have a personal relationship with you. Wandering endlessly is so exhausting. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Why don't you stand and we'll pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your example of leadership. Thank you for your willingness to pursue us where we are. Thank you for wanting a personal relationship with each of us. Thank you for providing everything that we need, Lord. Give us a peace that surpasses our understanding as we navigate difficult times in our lives, Lord. I don't know the hearts and the minds of people here today, Jesus, but I believe that you do because you are the good shepherd and you know yours. And if there are any here who are struggling, God, to to turn their lives over to you or to lay down their burdens at your feet. Right now, I pray, Lord, that you would just quiet each and every one of our hearts and our minds from the noises of outside life and let us be attentive to the voice and the call of the Good Shepherd. May we have the courage, the strength, and the energy to turn and run to you when you call. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.